Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, we're back in Better Than Ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam packed on a football Friday. Quite candidly, there couldn't be more going on. We've got six playoff games this weekend. We've got coaches getting hired in the middle of the show. We have so much to do in so little time. Let's get started. Only one place to start. Oh, wait a minute. I'm hearing breaking news in my ear. I am being told that the New England Patriots are hiring Gerard Mayo as the successor to Bill Belichick per Adam Shepard. For this to be the leader of one of the flagship franchises of the NFL moving forward, I think it's a good day in Foxborough, and it's a good day for the NFL. All right, and the carousel continues to spin here on ESPN Radio, and the law firm of Graziano and Tannenbaum is now officially open for business and conversation. This after Mike Tannenbaum took one to the chops during the helmet-smashing segment on Get Up a little earlier, but I trust you are okay and speech is not a problem. It is, but uh, I'm glad that you referenced the, the law firm because I will be pursuing a course of action against Mr. Wood for his <laughs> felonious activities during the show. Yes, of course you will. Uh, Graziano, uh, no surprise. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this one, but no surprise, the Gerard Mayo hiring in New England, and it came quickly. Yeah, look, they had it apparently in his contract that he would be the successor, so they don't have to do a full search if that was on file with the league. Um, There was some thought late in the season, maybe they'd look outside if Rabel was available, uh, Brian Flores was mentioned, but in the end, they decided to make good on what they told Gerard Mayo a year ago, and it appears he will be Bill Belichick's successor as head coach. 37 years old, played for them, been on the staff a while. Everybody knows him, says he's smart. After he finished playing, he went and worked uh, for a Fortune 500 company, so he's got a business background. Uh, Very interesting uh, hire, and, and it's exciting to see somebody a fresh face in the head coaching ranks. And it's going to be something else to see somebody besides Bill Belichick on those sidelines. But, Mike T., here's what it made me think even more about, and I came in this morning with this thought already in my head, and you know Belichick well, and you've known him forever. Um, the Patriots knew what they were going to do. They've known this change was coming in Foxborough for, let's call it, two months now. Bill Belichick is as smart as anyone who has ever been associated with this game. He's known for two months now that he was going to be departing. And so for all of the talk about, well, I'm just focused on this week, I'm just focused on this game, I think it's impossible to imagine that he walked out of that building yesterday without some idea of what was coming next. I think it's a great point when you juxtapose juxtapose, uh, Nick Saban, who clearly wants to retire at 72 Pete Carroll, who came out and said, yeah, I was campaigning for my job, you know, with Paul Allen's sister, didn't get it. You know, clearly he he's at the end. There was none of that from Coach Belichick, retirement, broadcasting, zero of that. So clearly he wants to coach, and I think he will. You know, Dan and I have been talking a lot. You know, a lot of teams think it's Atlanta, but I think clearly given his body language, the way he is so calculated – I don't think we've seen him coach his last game. I think Atlanta makes a lot of sense. Dan uh, Graziano, for those who are not with us on TV, opened the show today by saying that that is where most of the people around the league expect him to go. And you know what? I I think it makes a lot of sense. He walks into a situation that I think is tailor-made to win. In a division that the champion right now is of which is nine and eight. Yeah, and eight and nine last year. With a lot of really good players, sort of an, an underappreciated defense. They've got a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. They've got a ton of skill position talent on offense that has just been startlingly underutilized by the previous coach. And maybe part of that is because they never got the quarterback right. And while it's easy to sit here and say, 
the hardest part is to get the quarterback right. There are some options out there, and yeah. I keep coming back to Justin Fields. You flip a second-round pick to Chicago for Justin Fields, and you put him there with Bill Belichick, I think the Falcons are instant contenders of at least some measure. Yeah, and it's not just put him there with Bill Belichick. I would, I would venture to guess that the offensive coordinator, wherever Bill Belichick goes, will be Josh McDaniels. And, you know, whatever he's been as a head coach, he's been a very good offensive coordinator. Uh, and so that might be benefit to Justin Fields or whoever. We're pretty down the road here in terms of speculation. But as, as, if that is how it works out, then it could make a lot of sense. It's funny you say they, they were pretty good on defense this year under Ryan Nielsen, their first-year defensive coordinator. But I would think if Bill went in there, they'd probably change some things on defense, which may not necessarily be the way to go, right? Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, Greeny, you bring up such a really interesting point. Like, like, I really try to study Belichick from a very objective way. If you go back over 20 years from Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Wayne Krabet, like he wants certain slot players. All his running backs were able to catch – the emphasis on the tight ends going back to Daniel Graham, obviously Gronk. But to me, like when you bring up Justin Fields, that makes so much sense. Like that is the type of quarterback he struggled. That's why he signed Cam Newton. Hmm. I think it was the right idea with the wrong player. And that's why to me, like you talk about him being calculated, I'm sure in the back of his mind, like Justin Fields is a lot more ready made than drafting somebody. And boy, like when you put like the pieces together and you try to say like where could it go, like that makes a lot of sense that if it's Atlanta or someplace else. He wants a quarterback like Justin Fields, who's athletic, who's ascending, and he's already in the league. Which, which presupposes, Graziano, that right. the Bears have made a decision right. that they're going to trade Fields and use the number one pick on a quarterback. And for the life of me, and I'm, I'm a little later in the program today, we're going to talk about this at some length. For the life of me, I don't know what they're doing in Chicago. They come out, they fire the staff, but they keep um, Matt Eberflus at a moment in time when they didn't have to do anything of the kind, they're going to draft a quarterback from what everything I can tell, and they're going to bring him in with a lame duck coach again. They're literally going to do again exactly what they've done that ruined the two previous kids. They ruined Mitch Trubisky. They ruined Justin Fields. Ruined being, you know, a, a, a specifically chosen uh, choice of words. Maybe Trubisky was never going to be that good anyway. Maybe Fields will still wind up being great. But the point is, you have to start these clocks together. There's a reason why it never works if you don't do it that way. And Dan, I cannot believe they're doing it again. Well, I think what we saw in Chicago, uh, the way they played over the second half of the season, uh, especially on defense after Matt Eberflus, they had to fire the defensive coordinator for non-football reasons. Uh, and Eberflus took on that responsibility and the defense played well. So I feel, I think they feel like they're rewarding what they saw uh, from him over the second half in terms of the team playing hard for him, in terms of his side of the ball coming together and his overall leadership. So I can understand that. And then moving on from the offensive coordinator, uh, Luke Getze, I think that's sort of what you're talking about. If they are bringing in, and again, we don't know, if they are bringing in a new quarterback, you pair him with a new offensive coach uh, under the leadership, the overall leadership of Eberflus, who you believe in. Uh, so I, I can kind of see it. I, I, I get your point, but I'm, I guess the, if, if Matt Eberflus is not going to have his hands directly on the quarterback and the offensive coordinator is, then they are making the kind of change. Except that about. if they if they have a bad year and they fire Eberflus next year, and now different you're starting all over yeah. again with a difference, it's exactly what they've done the last two times. And Mike T, listen to me. Is your goal in life, is your dream in life to be good or to be great? You've decided Matt Eberflus, by a margin of 51 to 49, deserve to keep his job. You've got a job everybody wants, 
right? You've got the draft pick that is Caleb Williams. Every single coach with options is going to find that appealing because you're getting the generational quarterback to work around. So of every human being walking the face of planet Earth, they've decided Matt Eberflus is the best coach they can possibly get. If he got fired yesterday, no one would bring him in for an interview. He would be a defensive coordinator somewhere next year. Agree. Let's take it a step. Mike Vrabel is available. Jim Harbaugh is available. What are we doing here? Yeah, and let's take it a step further. If the three of us were hiring a coach, one of the main responsibilities of hiring a coach is to hire a good staff. Like, you look at Andy Reid, you look at Bill Belichick, you look at Pete Carroll, you look at Sean McVay, sustainability has a lot to do with the coaches you hire. And if you look at Matt Eberflus going back two years, as Dan already said, fire the defensive coach, fire the offensive coach. So if we were interviewing Matt Eberflus to stay and, and retain his job, the biggest question we would have to ask him is like, you were 0 for 2 the last time. How should we be confident in your ability to get this decision right? Because we're going to draft Caleb Williams. Ryan Poles said that by not saying that he was committed to Justin Fields. So who is going to be coaching Caleb Williams is consequential to all of us, all of us in the Bears. So how do we know you're going to get it right this time? Drives me nuts. And the question is not who's going to be coaching him in 2024. It's going to be who's going to be coaching him in 2025 because we know it's going to be somebody different. So what they're doing there makes no sense. All right, Greeny, Graziano, Tannenbaum were presented by Progressive Insurance, Bundle Home and Auto and Save. Visit Progressive.com. Very quickly, I mean, the the, the other name that's out there is Harbaugh. They won the championship Monday. Can I, just as an aside. (laughs) I know what you're saying. When when we did, we show best of the week on, on our Friday show on Get Up Every Day. And it had all this stuff that we did the championship game on Monday and Tuesday. That was a lifetime ago. Does that feel like a month ago to anybody but me? <laughs> yeah. The championship game was this week? Yeah. To, to, to quote Mike Greenberg, I'm old enough to remember when Pete Carroll was the head coach of Seattle, Nick Saban was the head yeah. coach of Alabama, and some guy named Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Patriots. It's incredible to me that was this week. That It feels like a lifetime ago. But anyway... Jim Harbaugh, I was about to say, he's been out of the news for a long time. He's actually been out of the news for 48 hours. Um, But does the world still expect him to get hired in this cycle? Yes, I think he's definitely someone the NFL has its eye on. And I I do think uh, there's a decent chance he ends up with one of these jobs, be it the Raiders, be it the Chargers, be it somebody we're not thinking of yet. It just having won the title... Uh, having the potential for you know further NCAA investigations coming his way, I I think there's you know with the the quality of the openings right. I mean if if it's a Chargers chance to work with Justin Herbert, I, I think it makes sense for him to jump back into the NFL where he was very successful uh, as a head coach with the 49ers the first time. The inverse though tr- is true here, guys. Gerard Mayo was the head coach in waiting. They executed like this. If he was going to stay at Michigan. With recruiting going yeah. on right now, you've already seen Alabama lose a great receiver, the number nine uh, recruit overall, leave. If Michigan and Harbaugh were going to work out a deal, that would have happened by now. Yeah, I mean, it, from everything we've been told, he has a huge contract sitting on the table that he hasn't signed. I, I, I believe it's right. I believe he's leaving, and I believe firmly that he's going to the Chargers for reasons that you, Mike Tannenbaum, will appreciate. I've told the story a million times, so I'll just tell it very quickly. He and I happened to be at a social function together. It happened to be a funeral, but we sort of went off to the side and we're chatting. This is a little over a year ago, and we were not talking about him leaving Michigan. We were not talking about anything beyond the fact that there were so many great young quarterbacks in the NFL And he gave me five minutes nonstop 
on how much he thinks Justin Herbert is a superstar. He loves Herbert, and I know you do too. I'm, I am as sure as I can be that that's where he wants to go. Wow. Yeah, and when you connect the dots, it makes sense. And one thing you could say about Jim Harbaugh, not for everybody, noisy, whatever, every quarterback he's coached, 100%, going back to Rich Gannon, when he was on the staff of the Oakland Raiders, has gotten better. Yeah, Rich Gannon was MVP that year of the, of the NFL. Yep. And, Not and of the they Raiders, went to the Super Bowl that of the year. whole league. Yeah. yeah. People forget. No, Harbaugh's an excellent coach. It was his coach. first coaching job. And look, we live in a time. You don't, you don't hire Harbaugh thinking he's going to be there 10 years. You don't hire Belichick thinking he's going to be there 10 years. But it is a, a, a complete, it is a completely ridiculous notion that you ever hire anyone thinking that. Dan, we, we added yeah. it up the other day. There have been, if you include all of what we've had so far this offseason, there will have been 33 coaching changes made in the NFL over the last three off-seasons, and there are only 32 teams. And some of them, it's happened, you know, obviously, repeatedly, and there may still be another vacancy or two that comes up after this coming weekend's games. I mean, Dan, the idea that anyone is getting hired and has longevity is ridiculous. Yeah, it's almost as if some of these teams don't know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, look, it's tough. And that's, again, let's take it back right to the beginning of this with the Patriots, right? They just promoted a guy that they know. He played for them. He's coached for them. As opposed to going through this process where you interview 15 guys and it's, it's however many hours and it's the first time you ever met some of them. They feel like this is a coach that they've developed and believe in and know well. And I think that's an interesting uh, there's an interesting setup. You just don't see it very often. All right. Guys, I, th- I can't thank you enough. Very, very quickly, because, I mean, the, I think the fans really want to talk about are the games this weekend. Um, do we see any big upsets? I'm trying to think about yep. the picks you guys made. you have a big upset that, that you like this weekend? I don't know what the lines are, so I don't know if well, I, 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 I... I'll just go through them. Cleveland is a two-point road favorite yeah. at Houston. That's a tough game to pick, but I went with Cleveland. The, the Chiefs are a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home frigid Saturday night. Dolphins might not have 11 guys. <laughs> Steelers are a 10-point underdog at Buffalo. Hard to see it. You got, you got uh, Graziano's got the, the, the Woolies, right? You, you, got, you got all your warm weather <laughs> oh, gear. Good. You got that game. I'm good. I, I, uh, Buffalo in January is a, is a right of, I mean, it's, a, it's an annual right. Like, I, I can't avoid it. I thought, I thought it was in the clear. How much, six and six. How much outdoors time do you have during a, a, a day like that? Uh, so we'll pop back. We'll pop in and out, right? Like I'll do on-field hits for Sunday countdown and Sports Center in the morning. Probably six or seven of them total. Um, so, but in between those, I will be huddled up somewhere warm. I promise you. Cowboys that. a seven-point home favorite against Green Bay. I took Cowboys. You yeah, Lions Dallas, a three-point that's, home that's favorite. The one, that's the one for me because I you think, like the Rams. Yeah, because they could score, and that's Detroit. Like after you look at Hutchinson, they can't rush the passer, and. I, you know, look, there's going to be so much written about it, but I don't see, at the end of the day, the Lions stopping Stafford. I think the Rams defense can get one or two stops against Goff. And the Eagles are a three-point road favorite. Everyone on our show this well, morning yeah, picked Tampa. All right, Graziano, safe travels to Buffalo. Tannenbaum, outstanding as always. Thank you both. We'll come back with the hashtag crew in just a moment. Getting started. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, heading into a wonderful NFL weekend. Count them, six wild card games on the schedule, and we'll dive headlong into that. In particular, one of them that a member of the hashtag crew will be attending in 30 seconds after this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists, who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop on by. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. I just want you to know that Bubba is going to see Cowboys Packers this weekend. If you listen to the show, you are aware that as a hashtag crew, we have our fandom. It is no secret that hashtag Greeny is a fan of the Jets. Hashtag Hembo is a fan of the Eagles. Hashtag Cam is a fan of the Eagles and hashtag Bubba is a lifelong fan of the Cowboys. And Bubs, you are headed to Big D for Cowboys Packers on Sunday. Absolutely. Feeling good. We had the uh, flight booked and the hotel booked earlier before everything was locked in. Questionable decision, but mm. it worked out. But now officially got the tickets last night from the Green Man. So we are we're locked and loaded, ready to go for the weekend. Feeling confident about the team, feeling good. Again, as I mentioned, the Jimmy Johnson curse has been lifted. So feeling good. I think Dak and the boys are going to be ready to go. And uh, I think we're going to get the W here. I actually do, too. I, 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 The Cowboys have been the team where, and there are some teams like this in sports, some teams it just seems like are always better when you expect the least of them. And they don't handle prosperity well. I actually don't expect that this time. I think Dak is playing so well right now. I think the Packers' defense is so bad that I think this one does favor Dallas. And then I like their matchup the following week. I I think there's a real path here for the Cowboys to make a deep run. I I think that they, if if the Rams win that game in Detroit Saturday night, which I think is a toss-up, then the Cowboys are going to get Green Bay, who's a year early at least, a year ahead of schedule. And then they're going to get the winner of Philly-Tampa. 
And I love the Cowboys in that game, whichever way it goes. Bubba, if you got to choose your next opponent, we're going to assume they're going to beat the Packers for the sake of this discussion. Which team would you most like to play in the divisional round? Um, yeah, I would, def- I would say the Tampa. I mean, um, or the Eagles. Yeah, that that one of those two. Yeah, no, but I mean, but 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 do you want you want if if you're to get Philly, that would have to be coming off a win. They would have to have figured something out this week. The Eagles are playing and look, I don't know what anyone else is saying. I, I don't know. Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown a ball since last Sunday. He has not. Is he going to play Monday night? He's going to be able to hand the ball off. Well, that's not enough. I mean, if they're going to figure out pretty quickly if he can't throw. He's going to be able to scamper around and run a little bit. Is Marcus Mariota going to be the quarterback of the Eagles? Oh, I I hope not. Not to mention the fact that AJ Brown is is hurt. Devontae Smith is practicing, but he's still not close to a hundred percent. The Eagles' offense is a shell of itself, and it's coming off being a shell of itself. Right. They're they're going to be worse than what they've been, which is bad. Terrible. They, they, I, I don't. Terrible. Cam, I don't feel good about this. I feel worse right now about the Eagles' offense than I feel about your haircut, and that is saying a lot. Uh, I will say, for the Eagles at least, I don't feel good about it at all. There's nothing they've shown me in the last month and a half that suggests they'd be able to beat any team, Carolina even maybe. They'd squeak by six nothing, but no team they've had any easy go with in the past month and a half. The one game they won, the Giants. Uh, before this past week, they tried to give away as well. So there's no reason for to believe that they'll get this one done. I'd, right. be, I'd be worried if they do win. I think that I, I would just be worried that they're gonna they could potentially go on a little bit of a run. So I'm, I'm thinking if if I had to pick one or the other, I think I'd just rather have Tampa. I think they know? need to get into like a rock fight almost. Like they they can be really good at just being physical and running the ball and not having to rely on Jalen Hurts, even though the Bucks' pass defense is a lot worse than its rush defense. They just haven't done it in so long. A we month forget and a half. that they can. The yeah. Eagles have But they good can. Football. So I do, I do they think cannot, they have... They cannot, They absolutely cannot. In the last six weeks, the Eagles have been outscored by 59 points. They've done nothing well in a month but and a half. There is something in their team DNA that has allowed them to do that this season. It's just been so long since we've seen it that we have no reason to believe it'll pop up again. But there's not a 0% chance that they can figure something out to beat at least Tampa. I have no confidence in them getting past that, but I do think they can win uh, on Monday. They're favored in the game, by the way. It's not zero. Yeah, they're a three-point favorite on ESPN (laughs) bet right now. You would think they're like a 17-point on The public likes them, by the way. The public's on the Eagles in this game. Well, because it just feels like such a... What what is the money line? Tampa's not great. It's three. Tampa Tampa plus three. No, I know that, but the money line right now... You can get plus one thirty five on the Buccaneers on the money line. I played it. Wanted to take that. You took. You you played Tampa on the money line. I played it. Oh, that's a violation. That is a violation. I played it. Hembo wants the Eagles to lose. I am telling you, he wants them to lose. I am. I am ripping up the rundown. I don't care what else we had planned here. We were going to do Gerard Mayo. Hold the Mayo. I am stopping the conversation right now. Why is everyone laughing? Because you used that line. Hold the Mayo. Yeah. Well, he's Gerard Mayo is the new coach no, of, the, of, the, of me, the Patriots. We were going to go there. I, I get it. You just made me chuckle. My apologies. Well, and we can get to it later <laughs> if you want extra mayo. I don't go one way or the other. <laughs> it's just a, a matter of how much mayo you want in the show. Mm. Go on. Light you of mayo. all people are Joe belittling mayo. my comedy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's, but anyway I believe, <laughs> I am of the belief, Bubba, Cam, Brandon, who's sitting in the room, Brandon, our stage manager, who is a lifelong dyed-in-the-wool Jet fan, like me, to bet against your team in a playoff game is a violation of unimaginable consequence. Now, look, it's one thing if you were going to 
wager enough money that it might change your life. I can see if you said I can win a million dollars and I can put money away for my kids to go to college and, and all that kind of stuff. If, if it's life changing money, then who am I to say that a person should not do that? But if you threw 20 bucks on the Buccaneers money line, then you are a sham, you are a fraud, you are a mockery. You are sham-a-mockery fraud. You, uh, you, uh, well, how do we put those three words? A sham-mockery? You're a fram-mockery. You're a disgrace. You should not be allowed to wear that Eagles shirt that you are wearing right now. How much did you bet? $5. Oh, you bet God. $5 on the money line for your team's opponent in a playoff game. So you could win at, at plus 130. That's what, uh, uh, what's a third, what's 30% Like $11 or $12. So, so you could win, but you don't even win that, right? Because part of that is getting yeah, the $5. Yeah, right. So he's half. really winning like six and a half bucks. So you're going to win $6. <laughs> you can't buy lunch with what you have wagered on this game and yet you are putting the mojo in the air of betting against your team you are a disgrace can i try and come to my own defense good luck cam this is my logic here all right as as an eagles fan i am absolutely not rooting for my team to lose as you just suggested that is blasphemy however a couple weeks ago joe fortenball came on the show i played that line that money line as eagles insurance as emotional insurance so that if the eagles win that game I'll be thrilled. I will have only lost $5, and the Eagles will be playing in the playoffs in the divisional round, and everything will be right in the world. But, Greeny, if the Eagles lose the game, I will win $6.50. $6.50. Knowing you, you'll take your wife out to dinner with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll split the check. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that is, no, there's no defending this. Am I right, Bubba? I mean, there's no defending this. Yeah, I mean, I don't, even, I don't like involving bets with my team in any way, whether it's to win, to lose, whether it's an eliminator pick or anything, because it's just not worth the risk. And I, I'm, with on, I'm on Cam's side here where I just think he wants the Eagles to lose. Don't He's, be ridiculous. He says all along he wants. He wants Belichick on the side. He wants Sirianni out of town. I want Sirianni out of town. And the quickest way to do that is to bet against his team, and he wants Belichick there. Cam, so. if, I give you, uh, if I give you the option, Cam, that the Eagles could either squeak by the Bucks and then get toasted in the next round or lose to the Bucks and get a head coach of your choosing, which would you take of those two options? I want my team to win in the playoffs. No, and that's a, it's a bad supposition. You can't set that up as the, the, the question is, would you rather them lose this Monday? You cannot say what happens the following week because nobody knows that. You don't even know where they'd wind up playing. If Detroit wins, then they'd wind up playing in San Francisco. So my point is, would you rather them? But I think this is a real question, mm-hmm. Cam. If losing Monday night meant firing Nick Sirianni, would you, which, which if you think he's not the right coach, could wind up being for the betterment of the organization in a year where you would be a very attractive opening and there are very attractive, like once-in-a-lifetime kind of candidates. I think Vrabel is an outstanding coach. Jim Harbaugh is out there. Bill Belichick is out there. Would you, if I told you right now they were going to fire Sirianni, would you want them to lose? No. It's a playoff game. What are we talking about here? Yeah, I want yeah. my team to win a playoff game. Yeah. Here's why I'm okay with Hembo betting on the Bucks to win $6.5. <laughs> I hate the emotional hedge. I think it's stupid. There's no point in doing it. But Hembo is the person who keeps declaring that the Phillies are going to win the World Series, and then they keep blowing it. So mm. if Hembo's betting on the Bucks, the Eagles are going to win on Monday.
I think the Eagles are going to win on Monday. You think Me the too. Eagles are going to win on Monday? Yes, I do. Based upon what? Based upon the fact that they are somehow a three-point favorite and the entire world isn't betting all, isn't, isn't, isn't all over Tampa. It's not true. The world is all over Tampa? The world is all over Philly. That's what I mean. So you're telling me Vegas is suckering us in and it's going to go the other way. Mm-hmm. You're telling me three points is a smelly line in the opposite direction. That's right. The, 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 public, the general public still thinks the Eagles are good. And the Eagles are not. I mean, people on TV, like today, on Get Up, every single person picked the Bucks. These are all people that watch football. These are all professional football watchers. I know. And yet they are, often, they are more often than not professional football guessers. This is the wrong. intelligentsia, Greeny. Yeah. And, and, and they're not always so intelligent. And I love all my guys. But my, if there's one hard fast truth it's that if everyone on get up picks one side <laughs> go the other way i mean it happens and it works every single time all right greenie with you on espn radio as always we're live above the heineken river deck at pier 17 you should be with us on social media and and uh, by us i begin with me at espn greenie with a y that is both on instagram and on twitter now let's get uh, a little bit of mayo involved sure thing joe mayo uh, what what is it you wanted to say about the Patriots hiring Gerard Mayo as their coach? I think the Patriots are making a mistake. That is not to say that I don't think Gerard Mayo could become a great head coach because for all I know, he'll be the Patriots coach for the next 24 years, win six championships, and get to three more. I have no idea. I've heard nothing but good things about him. And for the last few years, we have been led to believe that he was the likely successor. So for all I know, he's the right guy for the job. Greeny, the mistake that the Patriots are making is not exercising their muscles in the hiring process, and doing the full sweep of interviewing candidates. I'm going to provide you an example as to why this is a mistake. You might recall back in 2006, after Bill Cowher retired, it was a fait accompli that the Steelers were going to promote from within, either Ken Wisenhunt, who was their OC at the time, or Russ Grimm, who was their offensive line coach at the time. They decided to exercise their muscles and interview candidates. At the behest of the Rooney rule that season, they stumbled upon Mike Tomlin and in so doing stumbled upon a Hall of Fame coach. That is not to say that Robert Kraft has not identified the perfect person with whom to replace Bill Belichick, but it is to say there are a lot of potential benefits or advantages in exercising your process here and going through the cycle and not cheating it. And for the Patriots to identify Mayo and ignore everyone else, in my opinion, is the definition of um, whatever it is to your nose despite your face. Yeah, can I I say something? Mm. I thoroughly, completely... And totally disagree with you. Hmm. So let me give you these two options. You own a company. You own a business of any kind, whether it's a little independent bookstore like my parents owned when I was a kid or a multi-billion dollar organization like the New England Patriots. And I'm giving you two options. You are going to hire now the most important employee you have. I, I would argue, and I assume you would agree, the head coach is the most important hire you're going to make. Number one. In an NFL team. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you the following two options. You can hire someone you've known for years, someone who has been close to you, someone you've seen in good times and bad, someone you know intimately and, are, and have a degree of certainty about one way or another, or you can hire someone you meet through one presentation who sits and impresses you in one conversation and take a, a leap of faith that that person is going to become the next Mike Tomlin when for every Mike Tomlin, there are 10 people who get fired after two years on the job. Which of those two are you going to do? I'm not saying that I wouldn't hire Gerard Mayo. I'm just saying I wouldn't hire Gerard Mayo and not talk to anyone else. 
because it seems foolish not to go through a process that you're allowed to go through. There might be potential advantages down the road in learning about other candidates, because what if three years from now, Gerard Mayo is an abject failure? Well, you hadn't had the chance to talk to anybody the last time, you know, because you decided, oh yeah, that's our guy. All I'm saying is there's a process in place and there's a reason why teams usually take it. Uh, That's all. Is there anything in the timing? See, here's what I don't know, but you can't start interviewing other people. First of all, there is a good faith element to all of this. Sure. If you're Bob Kraft and you have made up your mind Gerard Mayo is going to be the coach, it's not the right thing to do to put a bunch of other people through interviews just so you can get a sense of who you might be interested in three years from now. There's also some degree of... I don't know if there's some degree of possibility that anyone else in the organization that you want to keep might leave because they don't know that Gerard Mayo, you can't tell everybody, listen, I'm just going through the process, but Mayo is going to get the job by next week. So don't even entertain other offers. Like if you know who the person is, like Billy Crystal said it in When Harry Met Sally, my favorite movie of all time. When you decide who the person is you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to begin as quickly as possible. Have the leadership in the building. Do, do, you're still wrapping up last season, for crying out loud. I, I, I think the idea that you should be open to the – if you've made up your mind, this guy is exactly who I want, I think you hire him as quickly as you can. When it comes to keeping it in the family, I understand why they're doing this. I'd imagine this is Bill Belichick's hand-picked successor. Who am I to say that they're doing the wrong thing? I get it. Like This is obviously the guy they want. You're you're sneaky hembo. That's who you are. This is obviously the right guy for the job. Gerard Mayo has never in his professional career been exposed to any other franchise. He only played for the Patriots, and he only coached for the Patriots. Time has passed the Patriots by. We have five years of data that say so. I'm not so sure that restricting your hiring search to one guy that you decided a long time ago was going to be your successor is the smart way to run an organization and the smartest way to make the most important decision. In your organization. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Coming up, our rant of the day, and it's a beauty. Don't miss it next on ESPN Radio. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning? Noise-canceling headphones? Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greenie we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Delighted you're along for the ride with us on this football Friday. They're not singing Sweet Home Alabama this morning in Tuscaloosa. Tough week for um, the Crimson Tide, obviously, losing the legendary Nick Saban. And the news is really bad. I mean, I hate to say this to all the folks down there who are great listeners of this show and, and viewers of Get Up and all that kind of stuff. You're not getting that again. Like no one, the reason that Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time is because he's the greatest coach of all time. You are going to hire a really good coach. Someone's going to come in there and do a terrific job. But if you're just expecting someone to come in there and be Nick Saban, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. No one is that guy. He's the best ever. And unless you are able to somehow reincarnate Bear Bryant, it's not going to happen. Actually, Mike uh, Tannenbaum brought up an interesting one today. Call up D'Amico Ryans and see if he's willing to leave Houston, where he might very well be the coach of the year in the NFL this year. Go back to his alma mater and coach. What do you think? D'Amico Ryans would be number one on my list if I were the Alabama AD. Um, a player there about 20 years ago, an outstanding player there, who has cut his teeth in the NFL, so obviously he has that perspective to provide players, would have enormous credibility in that area of the country, having been a player and having been an outstanding NFL coach for one season. And it's not obvious to me that Alabama is not a better, if not much better job than being the head coach of the Houston Texans. Uh, Now, it might be difficult to walk away from C.J. Stroud, but I bet you could make more money uh, coaching at Alabama than he could at Houston, or at least he could... I mean, Nick Saban made about three times last year what Ryan's is making right now. Obviously, that is Nick Saban. But that would be the number one guy on my list. I also think there's something to be said, Greeny, for the fact that Alabama's never had a black head football coach, which would be an enormous deal in that region of the country, of course, too. So I think for a lot of reasons, D'Amico Ryan's would make an awful lot of sense uh, as a place where to start your search. Which brings us to the rant of the day. They are who we thought they were. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? Hello? You play to win the game. Rant of the day. Sorry. I assume you all know Paul Feinbaum. Uh, he has hosted the most influential and listened to radio show in the southeastern part of the country since forever. And for those of you who don't know Paul's radio show, he has regular callers. So there are people who are known quantities. When he goes to the phones, it's not just Phil in, you know, Virginia, but it's, it's someone that you know. And in this case, this is legend who is appropriately named because he is a legendary caller, one of the more famous Feinbaum callers, and is a diehard Alabama fan. And I'm told that he has a rant that we need to hear on how he would react if Dabo Sweeney were to be hired as the replacement for Saban in Alabama. 
So here we go. But I'm going to tell you, Greg Burns, if it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring gasoline on myself and setting myself on fire on the 50-yard line. You can guarantee it. If it's Dabo Sweeney, I'm pouring my arm off and taking that contract fracture and beating the hell out of myself. No damn Dabo. Do you hear me, Greg Burns? That's from the Alabama nation. Get it right. You'll be judged on this one right here, brother. You'll be judged on this one right here. Man, Paul, I, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. Help me, Jesus. Nick, change your mind, baby. Change your mind. We ain't going to make it without you. Nick and Legend has left the bill. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Now, I, I have to admit... I had a little trouble understanding some of the things he was saying at the end there. Bubba, what was, I, I got all of the, I'll pull my arm off and beat myself with it. I'll pour gasoline on myself and set myself on fire. What was he saying at the end there? He's saying, change your mind, Nick. Oh, change your mind, Nick. Yeah. Oh, he's begging Nick to come back. Yeah. And then every time uh, Legend exits, he says, Legend out or Legend has left the building. And uh, at the end there, he said, Legend and Nick have left the building. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's very so, sad, Legend. It's the end of an era. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Has anybody's stock fallen more in the last five years than Dabo's? I mean, he went from being the, the presumptive Nick Saban replacement, who was his peer, his equal over a four-year span, to a guy be willing to kill himself on the 50-yard line if, it, if Alabama hired him as their head coach. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons for that, and, and this is not the day to get into them. But um, let's just say I'm not surprised. Let's, let's just say that that does not come as a shocking development to me. Um, but one way or another, this is not the day to talk about that. This is the day to talk about um, funny texts that I got from my wife. Mm. We're not doing football today. I want to read this. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right. So I just got this and it, it made me laugh so hard that I said to Stace, can I read this on the air? And she hasn't responded. <laughs> So, I think, I, does that mean I'm okay to do it? Like, do I get plausible deniability? So, she sent this text at 1041. So, it's been eight minutes. So, if I read this text now, and she says, what the hell are you reading this text on the air for? I can say, well, I asked if it was okay for me to read it on the air, and you didn't get back to me for eight minutes. Like, what is the statute of, Bubba, what's the statute of limitation on time that she gets to make a decision on this? Well, I would also add, if you're sending a text when you're on the air, it's it's fair game. Because she knows when you're on the air. Yes, she does. So I think it's a fair game. And I would say five minutes is, is you know, max. Fair enough. So Okay, so I'm reading go. it. I'm reading it. We'll see if I wind up paying a price this entire week. Can weekend. blame Bubba if it goes And Bubba, have you got a spare room at that mansion of yours <laughs> in New Jersey? I may have to come over and watch the games on this weekend. Our house smells always like diapers. If Stace throws me up, like diapers? Yeah, and Greedy can Cam, smell quite got, well right now. Cam, have you got a spare room? In I your live house? in a one-bedroom apartment in Connecticut, Greeny. But can I have you a, go to Bubba's house. I, I have mean, a roomy couch. Can you go to, to to Hembo's house and smell the diapers? And I'll go at your house and I'll watch the. What one way or another, someone is going to have to put Peacock on my TV for me. <laughs> <laughs> Call Russo; he can help on Saturday night. But anyway, so she texts me this. So in our, our apartment building, there are two apartments on each floor, and there is. Um, what I when I grew up calling the incinerator room, like the trash chute. So if you if you when you fit, you know when you uh, fill a garbage bag up with garbage, then you you can't. There's nowhere to dispose of it inside our apartment. You have to walk out into the hallway that we share with one other family, 
and uh, there's like a little door that you walk into and you throw it down the trash chute. I assume you know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. people who never lived in an apartment building probably have no idea what I mean. You have to have some place to dispose of your garbage. We don't take the elevator down and leave it on the street. We, we put it into this trash chute. So in order to get to that, you have to walk out the door of our apartment into the hallway. So she writes to me, I locked myself out of the apartment throwing away the garbage. You know those days when no one should see you until you're ready to go? That's me. And two people in the building have seen me. We're moving. (laughs) The text ends with, we're moving. So to be clear, (laughs) the way this works is, if you want to walk out the door of our apartment into the hallway, there's a little... I don't know what you call it, like a little button that you can push so that it, the door unlocks. You, you can then get back in. You don't need a key. So if I go out and take the garbage out, when I take in the dog out, whatever it might be, you just push that little thing and then it doesn't, it won't lock behind you. She obviously forgot to do that. So she's dressed however she's dressed. So she's dressed. She, well, I'm assuming she's dressed. She wouldn't walk into the hallway naked. To dispose of the trash. To throw away the trash. <laughs> Probably Hem- not. would. But she might very well walk out there in something she doesn't want anyone to see, as evidenced by her text and the fact that whatever. Yeah, what is the chance that if you well, have that one point, other... Well, right. once that happens, she, there's only one thing she can do. And what is that? She has to go down to the lobby where she can get behind the front desk. The doorman having a spare key to our apartment. You can get into our apartment for basically exactly this reason. But to get there now, you're in the lobby at a time when who knows how many people might be there. And at minimum, the doorman and all of those other people, there's, there's probably a minimum. So she just said two people saw her. I think she got off easy if that's all it was that saw her. So now she's telling me that we have to move. So she just considered herself unpresentable. Unpresentable. And, and not she may have, knowing her, she may have walked down the stairs to avoid going in the elevator. In the elevator. So because in the stairs, probably no one will see her. And then she may have opened up the stairs and like yelled over to the doorman over there, Bobby, can you get me the key to our apartment? I think I, I could actually see that happening. Baba? Yeah, you guys are moving. So. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's the thing. Yeah. The last time this happened. That's too bad for you. When we lived in the house in Connecticut and we had a pool, Stevie, when he was a little baby, his swimming diaper leaked. Mm. It, bad things happened. Oh, God. And I got a text on the air. Michael, we're moving. <laughs> we had a swimming diaper episode, and so we decided I eventually talked her out of we have to move. We just decided we had to fill in the pool. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the, the cleaning the pool, shocking the pool, none of that was acceptable. We had to actually have them come bring the dirt and actually refill the pool. And have a lawn again. Do we think she can put some kind of like change of clothes in the trash chute room? Uh, m- maybe we need a little cubby in mm. there just for this exact purpose. I'll talk to the neighbors. <laughs> we'll be back in just a moment on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.